Welcome to another episode of Cambro Eats. I'm your host, Felix Bazgan. On today's episode, we have a great, great interview with Dan Raskin. He is a fourth generation owner of Manny's Deli. Manny's Deli uh, started in the 1940s in Chicago, and it's like an old school cafeteria. They have those great Cambro trays with their logo, and it's been a very interesting year as you can imagine is going to talk about all the ways all the things they've had to adapt their business deal with uh, the coronavirus how they've had to expand their delivery options to the suburbs um, the help and uh, assistance they got from barstool sports as well as the great work they've done with uh, world central kitchen so enjoy the interview let's get started i'm going to welcome dan raskin did i say the last name correct dan yes Yes. Okay. Welcome to the show. Uh, so Dan, you're a fourth generation co-owner of Manny's Deli in Chicago, correct? Yes, you got it. All right. Good. Well, why don't you start off with, let's give us a little bit of background on Manny's when it started and a bit of that long history you guys have. So Manny's uh, started in 1942 and it was started by my great grandfather and his brother. And it was taken over by his son, Manny, and then my dad. And now it's been passed to me. Okay. So uh, we've been uh, in the Chicago area. We moved around a little bit in the beginning, but we've been in our current location since 1965. And we were a pretty big restaurant. We seat 300 people. And um, we've just been known to have like really good food and like m- very multi-generational. Just as owners, we have a lot of multi-generational customers. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, emotional attachment and people wanting to come back for the same thing that they had uh 78 like when they were little kids so sure it's a pretty pretty great stories we hear from our customers what uh when did you get really involved with the uh with with the restaurant there so growing up we all worked when uh like the second we were old enough to start working so probably like 14 years old uh we would work in the summers or when we weren't playing sports and then uh when i was in high school i was like that i want to come work for you and he said, I got to go to college first. And then, so I went to school and I graduated the next day I was here full-time. Okay. So I, I've been here now full-time for uh, almost 16 years. Wow. Cool. Um, so let's talk about obviously, uh, you know, 2020 or continuing into 2021 here, the whole coronavirus thing. How, how is that? How did that initially kind of uh, hit you guys? How did you guys kind of handle that? I mean, obviously it was pretty devastating. I, the, the day that, that they announced that we were going to have to close our dining rooms to me was when it really hit me. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? We're a 300 seat restaurant. And not only that, we have an event business that, that we do here. Um, what are we going to do? How are we going to make money? We have people who worked for us for 30, 40 years. And even the newer employees, like they they have families and, um, I, I wanted to make sure that we did everything we could do to survive. And that, that was basically my goal was don't be honest and just keep everybody working. So I, I just tried anything possible throughout the, the pandemic so far to, um, apply for grants, uh, find, find out where our customers are, bring them food. Um, just, just to keep us going. And obviously we haven't been making money, but, um, everything adds up and we eventually we were able to make our goal. Um, 
and and really since July we've been able to keep everybody working. So that that was really my goal. Right. Uh, one thing I I, I recall was a, a tweet right uh, right in July, right in the middle of July there when you guys mentioned uh, you know support your um, your deli for dinner tonight kind of a thing, and that got a lot of attention. Uh, and that was. I don't want to say that was a low, not necessarily a low point, but that was kind of like uh, uh, when you mentioned kind of being authentic and transparent with the the, the customers. I think that's uh, that that went a long way to kind of uh, sharing your your uh, situation. Yeah, I mean, it, not only were we dealing with the pandemic, but in Chicago there was riots, and and it was like devastating. You you couldn't like we wanted to open for the little business that we had, but we couldn't even get to the restaurant. The highways were closed. They, they had curfews. They wouldn't allow us out. So um, it was difficult. I mean, my, I had staff that um, even like right after when they tried to start opening up the city, they, they couldn't even get to work. Like they cut off the bus service um, for like a week, even after that, just to, it, it was just terrible. And um, we, we, my dad and I were talking and we we're like, Hey, we're not going to be able to make payroll. And like, just knowing that and knowing that you had like reserves, like everything was great. Business was running. Um, and, and all of a sudden we ran out of money. I was like, well, what are we going to do now? And, uh, my dad said that I, I was like, Hey, we got to get our customers to order from us. A lot of people's routines had changed. They weren't coming downtown. And every, every single time the government changed something they it really like threw everyone up and they didn't really know what to do. So I, I just thought it was important to be honest and let people know um, that we needed their support. I mean, I wasn't asking for them to just give us anything. I just wanted them to come in and patronize us like they had been for so many years. So uh, obviously it had a tremendous effect and we were really busy, but with everything, it goes in a wave and, like that was the next thing. Like the business was good for about six weeks and then it went similar back to how it was. So um, I would say we've probably reinvented ourselves about a dozen times in the last year. So it was like every single month you had to find a new way to, to sure. make, to raise some revenue to, to keep everybody working. So. Right. right. Like it, one of the things I, I noticed for you guys, obviously, since you said kind of very, central downtown obviously the way people are working now you know going places and all that's very uh different um one things you guys did and you want to talk about a little bit is your delivery to the suburbs kind of a thing yeah so um i actually live in the suburbs so i i uh i was like hey how can i make some more money i I had some friends that were working from home and they're like hey bring me something home so I, I put on Facebook, I was like, Hey, anybody want me to bring something home? You could place an order with us and I'll drop it off on my way home. And all of a sudden I went to go leave and my staff just gives me a look and they're like, Hey, we're not even close to done with this stuff. And I was like, what do you mean? I said, I gave you like 10 orders. They said, well, you told them to call us too. And we had about 80 orders. Wow. So, so it, and they weren't just like 80 sandwiches. It was like 80 family orders. Yeah. So from that on, obviously I was like, okay, we got a problem. We got to get these people what they ordered. And once we figured that out, I was, I realized that, Hey, there's a demand for people who still want our food. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to set up the right program to get it. So, right. um, obviously that program too had ups and downs depending on weather and, and what else was going on in the world. But, um, we, 
we started in right at the end of March, like a full program, almost every single day, bringing food to different suburbs and, uh, it's still continuing on. I mean, uh, yesterday we, uh, we went to the South suburbs today. We're going to the West suburbs. So, uh, it's every single day, uh, trying to bring in a little more revenue. It's like our new form of catering. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) If, if, like you said, if it works, is that something you see continuing, you know, uh, for quite a while? I think so. I mean, I definitely think that there's a demand outside of the city and there's always going to be the people who don't come to the city because they don't work in the city. So, um, I, I do think that, that we're, we're working to find a way that, that we can keep it sustainable. Right. And uh, I, I said in the beginning of the pandemic that the restaurants and the businesses that were able to adapt and, and change and survive this, um, they're going to be survivors and, and they're going to end up being better businesses in the end. And whether, whether it's the way you treated your staff or, or the way that you found new business, like some of those channels are changed forever. So you're going to be able to, to implement those in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so one of the interesting places where you were able to find some uh, support for a grant, uh, which is a little bit out of the norm, maybe a lot of folks haven't heard about, but Barstool Sports, uh, they set up uh, uh, kind of uh, on their own uh, a fund to help basically small businesses, obviously a lot of restaurants and things like that. Talk about your experience with that. So I have actually was a follower of uh, Dave Portnoy, who, who founded uh, Barstool Sports, and I he's very vocal in, in what he does. And obviously some people agree with some of his views and some don't, but he's very passionate about what he does. And one of the things he's really known for is like his pizza reviews. And I always thought that those are really fun. And obviously uh, being from Chicago, I'm a fan of pizza. And uh, so, so I just, I, I was following him online and I saw that he had uh, posted that they were going to try to help raise funds because the government wasn't doing anything. And that like, to me, it was crazy that like, the, the government was just arguing back and forth whether or not they were going to help us. And we're just failing. And, and not just us, like every business restaurant was, was having trouble. So um, I saw this and within like 20 minutes of him posting the video, I applied and I was like, Hey, if I get something, this will be awesome. If I like, what's the worst that can happen. I mean, in this pandemic, I've literally reached out to everything to try to, to get, funds raised for the business and, and my staff. So um, I applied and about a week later, I heard back from them and they said, Hey, we kind of changed the application process. We need a video. So I called my brother who was helping me out a lot uh, throughout this pandemic. And I said, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow morning? Can you come at like eight o'clock and help me make a video? I got to submit it by noon tomorrow. And he's like, uh, sure. So he came down. We, uh, I mean, it was pretty simple to like, just explain what's going on and, and what they can do to, to help us out. And uh, I applied and the next day I, I got a, a FaceTime from Dave and he, wow. uh, he offered a, a grant and we've been lucky recipients. But the, the cool thing that we did with the grant was, and, and I've been doing this all along, is instead of just taking money and keeping it and dispersing it, I wanted to run it through a circle. And, and that I've always felt that if customers purchase food from me and then I could be buying from my suppliers 
and then I could be paying my staff and then my staff can be spending money how they need to spend money. And it just keeps the circle of, of business going. So I said that I wanted the money and I wanted to use it to donate food to the community. Um, food insecurity obviously is a huge issue right now. And there's more and more people than ever before who, who need food assistance. So uh, we had already been helping um, in some capacity. So I was like, Hey, if we can take this money and purchase meals from myself and donate them, it's doing the same thing as a customer coming in. And it's not just grabbing cash and, yeah. and keeping it. So that's really what we did. And um, we got some of the guys from Barstool Chicago to come and help pass out some of the meals. And um, it's, it's really had a great impact. And especially on me, I, I've been able to get out more in our community and make these deliveries myself and, and really see what's going on outside downtown. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of communities all over Chicago that need help. And, and we've really been fortunate to be able to help them. Great, great. And uh, uh, speaking of uh, helping and work with organizations, uh, talk a little bit about your work with the World Central Kitchen. So uh, one of the other things I, I started right away was a GoFundMe page. And like I just mentioned that the, the cycle of purchasing food and running it through the business um, was really important. So I, I had started to do that right away. And then I also saw that there was these companies that were um, nonprofits that were doing this exact same thing on their own. And I was like, Hey, I got to get in, involved in these organizations. So I kind of started doing it on my phone I'm by myself with the GoFundMe. That was not a nonprofit, but we were doing the same. And eventually through a lot of outreach, um, it took a lot, like it was a few months to, to keep, um, nagging and trying to get involved in these organizations. Cause obviously they're trying to help as many people as possible, but there's only so many restaurants that they can help. And uh, we, we finally partnered with World Central Kitchen and they do that exact same thing is that they're purchasing meals from restaurants and they're donating them to uh, different organizations in the community that really need help. So that, that has been one of the big things that's really been the constant in the last like five months for us really is that they, they give us meals almost every single day and my staff is making those meals and then we go donate them. Uh, throughout the community. So it's, it's basically kept a handful of my staff just working, which is super important for, for us, but it's important for the community that we're able to, to give back to them and, and that there's these donors that are giving to World Central Kitchen that give us the ability to do this. So um, just, just, there has been a lot of good that's come in the, in the bad uh, part of the pandemic, but um it's great to see that there's um, organizations that they pivoted themselves. Like they used to make the meals and then give them in times of crisis. And they saw these restaurants were hurting. So instead of trying to cook the meals themselves, they just started buying meals. So it was great for us. Yeah. It's, it's a way to kind of support uh, two, two areas in a sense, you know, so that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Um, okay. So let's talk about the current status of, uh, again, it's so hard these days to keep up with, what's open, what percentage, all that kind of stuff where. So we're talking here first week of March. What uh, What's the status there in Chicago as far as any capacity for opening or is just outside? What's So they just announced that we're 50% up to 50 people still. So, I mean, we have a large dining room and we've been able to make multiple rooms out of it. So we have about a, 100 seats right now. But our biggest issue is, is downtown is still not open. 
So, I mean, they could give us full capacity seating right now. And until people are able to get back to work downtown, we're not going to see the recovery that we really need to see. So, I mean, it's great that there's progression and people are starting to become more comfortable going out and they're definitely supporting the businesses um, that they can, but um, at least being located in the area that we are um, so close to downtown that we need people to go back to work downtown and, um, the faster that happens, the faster the, the recovery will happen for, for all business owners in like downtown Chicago. What was, uh, what kind of day part was, uh, really, uh, going strong for you guys prior to all this with the more breakfast, more lunch? Um, we actually are closed for breakfast right now. Uh, okay. we, we, no, before prior. Prior, prior. I mean, our lunch has always been our bread and butter. I mean, we've been known for lunch business about 10 years, 12 years ago now, we opened up for dinner and it's still growing. So it's, it's definitely helping out. Um, our events business was was definitely set for its best year ever. And then every event was canceled. So um, it's I'm hoping that when things get back, people are comfortable, they'll start booking again. But um, yeah. Uh, we're, we're yeah. no, we were always known as a big lunch place. So that's, that's really our, our, our main part of the business, but um, we we're open from nine 30 to eight. Um, yeah. So, so we're, we're still open. Uh, yeah. For multiple that, meals. Well, I, I can see why, why being lunch and again, not having a lot of people working downtown and kind of going out for lunch a little bit. That's, that's got to right. be very, very challenging. Right. I mean, we're known as like a meetup place. People were conducting yeah. business, having meetings. And I mean, they're specifically saying don't have meetings, don't meet up with people. So yeah. it's uh, it makes it almost impossible to uh, to get the business that you need. Do you, are you guys seeing any kind of again, who, who knows when? I don't think anybody can predict anything these days. Uh, but do you see a kind of pent up demand maybe for events, maybe for for different things as as things uh, pop off here? Um, I mean, you definitely see recovery coming. Uh, we, we do have a, we're located all, not only close to downtown, but to a lot of the hospital areas. And we get a lot of people who are coming here right from their vaccine. So it's, it's great to see that. Like these people are, are like getting their vaccine and they're like, I need to go eat out. Like I haven't eaten out. And, and they, they say they're people we haven't seen for a year. Wow. And, and they're like, Oh, I haven't been here for a year. This is the first place I ate out. And obviously they say you're supposed to wait a little bit to get the vaccine, sure. but it's, it's good. It's encouraging to see that once these people are getting it, they're feeling more comfortable. And that, and that's, that's really key is that the, the vaccine is definitely going to help. And, and we're, we're hoping that the recovery continues and, yeah. um, but, but it's, it's really getting these businesses to get their employees to feel comfortable to, to go back to work safely. And, and we're, we're here once they're, they're ready. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the, the fun stuff, the food. What, what are the, uh, what are some favorites there? So we're known for like a, we're Jewish deli. So we're, we're most known for our corned beef and pastrami sandwiches. Um, matzo ball soup's always a big favorite, but um, the, some, some of my favorites is the beef stew and okay. the stuffed cabbage. Those are two of my, my big favorites. And we also, for the people who want to eat a little bit lighter, there's uh we have a great big salad bar, right? When you walk in that uh, we can create your own salad for you or have some uh, suggestions that we can make for you. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Are you still hearing me? 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you went dark for a second. Okay. Um, so the, the other thing I, I, I can't wait to tell you guys really open again, because you guys have these really, and I'll put it on the, uh, on the cambroeats.com page when we, when we load this up there, but you guys have these really cool Cambro trays with your logo on there. Yeah. Kind of really cool and retro with the kind of like old school logo. That's kind of a, you know, just looks really, really nice with your food. Cause I see a lot on Instagram. So, so one of the cool things is that, that makes us really unique is that we're cafeteria. And back in the day, there were a lot of cafeterias. That was a, a like a style of, of business that was really big in the 40s and 50s. And obviously, a lot of them closed or, or whatever. And we kept true to what we did. And, and Cambro does make our, our famous trays that uh, somehow some of them walk away. So we, we started to sell them because we we're like, hey, if uh, we don't sell these, people are going to be taking them. So, uh, but, but they, uh, they last a long time. So maybe that's not good for your business. But for me, the, it, it's, it's good that we're not, we're not constantly buying them because um, the, they get a lot of use and, and yeah. uh, we, we don't have to buy them too often. So that's, that's good. That's good. No, they're, they're definitely made to last. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, good, good. Glad to hear that. Okay. Any, any, you know, before we wrap up here, any kind of thoughts as where you see kind of the year heading, what, what are you guys expecting? Hopefully I think everyone's feeling definitely, well, definitely a lot more optimistic or, or some kind of light at uh, the end of some, some tunnel here. What, what are your thoughts on that? Right. I mean, I, I'm definitely hoping like I was very encouraged uh, yesterday by the news saying that, most people will be able to get the vaccine by the end of May. So, I mean, to, to hear that is, is awesome, especially I can see firsthand when people are getting the vaccine, they're more comfortable. So um, I, I think it's really important that people um, do get the vaccine if they're comfortable with it. And we, we charge ahead. I mean, there's businesses that really need your support. And obviously we, we can't keep going on the way that we are. So the faster these things happen, um, the, the faster we can continue on and other businesses will be able to stay in business as well. Well, uh, I, I can't wait till they canceled the NRA show this year. Which yeah. Was supposed to be in May, but, uh, next time around or next time I'm, I'm, I'm in town visiting, I'm definitely stopping by. Thank you. Uh, and, thank you. And, uh, walking through with the, with the manias, uh, tray. I may, I may take one. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And uh, hopefully next time I see you guys, we're, we're prospering like, like good old days. Definitely. Thank you so much. So, thank you. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much. That was good. Hopefully uh, you, you, you got a great story there. It's a great, like you mentioned, it's, it's so funny because we just did. Um, so this year is our 70th. We're not as old as you guys. We're just a, <laughs> a few years younger. Uh, we just did a video with our, um, our owner. So we're a second generation uh, family owned company uh probably held and uh, we did it because we're, we're doing these like little videos about different products that basically made camp you know and the first one obviously is the cam trade the, the very first thing that we developed and he mentions in there is like the trends in in, in food service so we asked him about it he goes like oh yeah there's a lot of cafeteria style restaurants a lot of things like that's kind of gone but it's interesting i think people really kind of like some of that retro vibe retro feelings because honestly i don't know how you see a lot of it but nowadays it's so much everybody's trying to be so modern all the time it's like oh i get the fanciest new chair or the new little ipad touch ordering thing or what you know what i mean it's 
yeah. So anyway, it's it's different. It's it's definitely different. I definitely stand out. And I think the history, and that's what's really impressive to me. Again, the the, the family owned thing to go so far because again, you have a lot of especially at restaurants that really don't make it this many years to this day and time, you know, unless you're some chain that's been bought out by a massive corporation again. Uh, one thing I, I didn't, I didn't ask you guys, have you guys ever thought of like maybe expanding, adding, uh, not expanding your, your present thing, but like adding locations or anything like that? We, we were in the airport for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit more aggressive than my dad was. Okay. Um, but we, we, instead of opening restaurants, we started wholesaling products. Okay. So, um, it was a way that we could control things a little bit better. Uh, we, we have manufactured for us, like our, our corned beef and pastrami and, and other deli products. So yeah. it just, it just made sense that we started to sell those items. So like we sell our corned beef to Costco and we're in a bunch of stores. Um, so I, I do think someday we might be interested in doing something else, but I do think there's a reason why we're still here. And, um, I think a lot of businesses that try to grow too fast, um, sometimes not because the business doesn't do well, but, uh, I, I do think that one of the main reasons we're surviving this pandemic is that I have one location, you know, like I'm, I'm able to put all my efforts into one place and, and baby, baby the business and, really and get through it. But if I had the same problem times four or two or three, you know, like, like the, the losses you take in one year when business is bad and like the economy changes. So like there's different times that, that people will do well in business no matter what. And it's, it's not even your fault a lot of times. Like, so, so I, I can't imagine people who are multi-unit operators right now, the, the losses piling up are multiplied. So it's, it's crazy to try to survive and, and spread yourself thin to, to fix those things is uh is, is crazy but i mean that i i think the main reason we've really survived this amount of time is that we're um we're hands-on and we're always here yeah and when you start becoming corporate there's you lose something when it's not your own business anymore and and it's it's not like manufacturing that you can set up a line and just make a thousand of the same thing and keep producing 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 it's like you can only produce so much out of one building and, and yeah, quality control and all that. Right. And, and it's, yeah. it's never like, I mean, unless you get very corporate, they're never the same. So, and that's where you see a lot of these businesses uh, failing. And yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've tried to go to a lot of delis across the country and, and learn and yeah. see what they did and see some second location ideas that they did. And I mean, it always turns out that like the second locations don't make it usually. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I think it's mostly just because they're they're not there as much. You know, when yeah. you try to when you try to do two things fifty percent instead of one thing a hundred percent, it's harder. And resource wise, to learn how to run two businesses is much harder than is different than running one. So um, just because it works for one doesn't mean it's going to work for a second. So and you're right. I mean, you 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 know, you guys are dialed into your clientele there for so many years. You know, another location has its own vibe, has its own audio. You know, it's like, what are you right. going to do? Another downtown thing with lunch thing? Or if you're, like you said, you're delivering suburbs, does that thing need to go more into late night, more dinner stuff versus, right. you're right, there's a whole different thing. It's not just maybe even the same menu in a sense. You know, who knows? Right. You know? and, yeah. and, and even like the cafeteria style, like I've looked at it 
And the reason why there's no cafeterias is there's a reason. It's like there's there could be a lot of waste to it. And if you don't have the right staff working there, um, it, it doesn't work out. Yeah. So like if I were to open up another one, like I don't think that the cafeteria is the best idea, even though that that's what ma- part of Manny's identity. So will it work out if we try to do quick serve Manny's? Who knows? But um, I mean, the airport, I thought did very well. And but it's a captive audience. You know, there's people who are in the airport that wanted to eat anyway. Sure. Um, I do think that our food was more homemade than a lot of the places there. So we did, we surprisingly captured a ton of the people who work there oh, instead wow. of, you know, like yeah. all the, all the pilots and stuff, they all ran over to Manny's to eat because it wasn't McDonald's yeah. and, and they wanted something that was cooked fresh and not heated up out of a package. Yeah. And, um, so I don't know, like, I'm, I, I do think one day I might do something. I, I need to recover from this and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, we have to build back our businesses. We've, yeah. we, we basically depleted everything we had in savings to, to keep ourselves flo- afloat. And, um, we can only invest so much into there. So, I mean, we're still looking for government help and, and that type of stuff to, to get us back to where we were. Yeah. No, I hear you. Well, thank you again. I appreciate it. And, uh, thank you continued uh, recovery and uh, we'll definitely be following you guys and uh yeah i'm definitely stopping in next time i don't know i don't know when uh when events or when we're fully open for trial and that's the other thing too it's a lot of travel stuff it's like you right. you know of course i love to come to local places i'm sure you're missing out a lot of that stuff and there's yeah the, there's a big opportunity and when people think it's like oh shut down they think it's like oh okay you're just doing stuff locally you're missing a lot of stuff i think one thing you touched on was people working because everyone's like oh we work from home and get delivery but you're forgetting about the places where people actually worked and all right. those businesses you've got massive businesses from your your business to hundreds of other types of business that rely on the thousands and thousands that go in there you know monday right. day. so i mean if you look at the numbers the grocery stores numbers are way up and the restaurant numbers are way down because everybody's cooking themselves and and, and doing everything themselves from home yeah. And, and our, so their industry is prospering right now and we're getting killed. So it's, I know. it's, uh, I mean, eventually it will flop back, I think, but it's, it will take some time. Cool. So, all right. So, well, thank you very much for having me. Take care. Thanks for listening. Please visit cambridge.com for links and some great visuals about Manny's Deli. Please follow us on social media and until next time, stay hungry.